We are back with another episode of From the Raptors Seminar here Sunday, May 1st, after Game 1. Uh, directly after Game 1, so the emotions are flowing. I'm trying to keep it under control by eating, but uh, <laughs> wow, that uh, that wasn't that wasn't very fun. I had to take a timeout. I sat on my porch. That was a and, disaster. Um, that, that was about as bad as the Celtics could have possibly played, right? Am I am I right? Yeah, it was it was bad all around. Um, they all looked lost. They were falling down, losing the ball, turning it over, which we said they cannot do. I mean, you name it, they did it incorrectly. Um, Giannis played not his best game, but ended up with a triple-double. They let the role players kill him. They need to be better in game two. And not to mention, Middleton is not playing, right? You just dropped one of the games he's definitely not playing in. You don't know if he's out for the whole series. He very well could be, but this was a huge game. You lose at home. Now you have to win at least one on the road to win the series. What are you doing? You just come out and get punched in the mouth. It was bad. It was about as bad as they could have played, like I said. The the crazy part is, for the most part, Al played great. Right? Like, Al Al looked really good. Smart looked all right. I mean, he didn't make his shots, but, like, for the most part, he was okay. Yeah, when he wasn't injured. Mm-hmm, exactly. I'm not I'm not convinced he plays in the next game. My point is, for the most part, the role players looked pretty good. Jason and Jalen were lost. Com- just completely lost. Jason yep. brought it around eventually. Jalen looked unplayable the whole game. The whole game, unplayable. Just lost, not making his shots, not making the right reads, turning the ball over. It was unacceptable. You can't have that from your second best player. If he plays like that for the whole series, he's going to be what? The fourth, fifth best player in the whole series? Max? Maybe six? Like, you can't have a guy play that many minutes and play that poorly, right? Drew Holiday was cooking the Celtics, and him and Giannis shot under 40% for the game, and the Celtics lost by 12. Mm. Like, it's completely unacceptable. The Celtics fell into the trap. I saw you, you know... Tweet out your video of Michael Scott breaking a three, and that, yeah. that's what it felt like. <clears throat> they the shot 53s. 53s mm-hmm. today. The problem is, and I said this on the pregame show, that's what the Bucks defense does. They make you settle for threes. Because, I mean, you saw it too. Brooke Lopez, monster in the paint today. Phenomenal game. Giannis playing as defensive player of the year defense in the paint. They couldn't get to the paint. They tried early on, right? They did their driving kicks. They tried to get to the paint. It wasn't working. They made 10 two-pointers today. They made 10. That's it. 10 two-pointers today. Did they get to 10? They did. Exactly 10. And as much as that is the Celtics offense just not doing the right things, which in part it was, they played poorly on offense, that's what the Bucs defense does. And I said this before the game. If the Celtics can't make their threes, they're not going to win the series. And they missed all of the possible threes in this game. It, it, It was painful, right? Derek White gave you a couple. Peyton Pritchard was ice cold for the first time in forever. Very strange to see that. The crazy part is they shot 36% from three, which isn't terrible in the grand scheme of things, right? Like Grant Williams shot two for four, Derek White two for three, Jalen Brown three for nine, which isn't great. Marcus Smart one for six, which was the downside. Horford and Tatum both shot four for nine. Um, Pritchard shot two for eight, which was the killer because he need his shots, but 
They didn't shoot terribly from three. They just couldn't get to the basket to save themselves. And that's what the Bucks defense does, but you need to find a way around it if you want a chance in the series. The Celtics offense looked completely lost, completely disengaged. It looked like 2021 again when they're trying to play hero ball in isolation and just not moving the ball at all. And credit the Bucks defense. I'm not going to completely say, oh, the Celtics lost this game for themselves, which they did in part, but the Bucks played great, and that's what you need to do. And it, it seemed like this is a wake-up call. The Celtics after you sweep round one, everything goes your way. This is the biggest wake up call you could possibly imagine, right? Yeah, I, I agree. And whatever on the pregame, I mentioned like they should have some kind of mental edge. They just swept a team that nobody thought they'd sweep. What, whatever mental edge they had gone. is gone. Gone. It's gone. They came out lethargic. Like they just looked like the first half of game two in the last series, but for the whole game, they never really turned it around. They failed to get back into the game multiple times. There were so many opportunities they had to try and get over the six-point hump. They never they got to five one time. Somebody made a three, but it was it felt the same. They didn't they didn't close out defensive possessions when they actually got them to miss. Like there was a million things they did wrong. The offensive rebounds are just always a killer to me. Lopez had two or three on the same possession in the third quarter. Like he's a killer. Figure it out. Figure it out. Rebound the ball. Get the stop. Rebound the ball. That's how you get back into the game. You can't keep giving a team second chances if you're going to play from behind. It's just not it's not going to help you. It's not going to work. And speaking of Brooke Lopez, like I just said two seconds ago, Kirk Goldsberry just put out a tweet. Celtic shot three for 20 from the field when Giannis or Brooke Lopez contested the shot. One for 15 on two-pointers. You got to find a way around it. Like, they're capable of finding a way around it. We've seen them beat this team in the regular season. The offense has got to do something different, right? Like, clearly, Jason Tatum, on top of that, and this is not an excuse. I'm just saying they can't let the whistles get to them. They cannot let the officiating get to them because it clearly did. You could see Tatum getting frustrated. You could see them like, and, and it was it was a tad bit one sided at times. It felt like, but that's probably also just because the Celtics were getting their ass kicked. You can't let it affect you, right? You can't go hunting for those calls. You can't like throw your hands up and like pout. And, and this was the first glimpse we've seen of that in a long time from them because they've been so dominant. Yeah, officiating was frustrating, but mm-hmm. you got to just power through it, especially in the playoffs against a team like the Bucks. I mean, listen. You say what you want about the refs or whatever. Like, both ways they were letting him play today. And to me, that's really how the game should be. I mean, I'm sorry. Dude shouldn't be getting rewarded for falling down on jump shots and all this. And the ticky-tack files, getting teams in the bonus early. It's just a mess. You don't want to see that as a fan. You got probably the most let-him-play type game you could get today, which if you said coming into today, people would have been like, well, that probably favors the Celtics. Ima Yudoka said in the last series, you know, they can't call every foul. So like they can't call a foul every time or whatever he said about them being physical on defense. Like that was the calling card, physical defense. And they got absolutely punked. They started fall. They were falling down every time, bringing the ball up the court. I mean, I'm sorry. Figure it out. You, you don't, you don't need to be falling down every time you think you get fouled. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Everybody's so locked into selling fouls, even guys falling on jump shots. That's ridiculous. Stop complaining to the ref. Get back on defense. You're losing the game. You can't let that affect you. 
it, it really wasn't that bad. There were times where it started to go a little bit ticky tack for the Bucks. And they they had to use the challenge on the Grayson Allen jump shot, which should never be a foul ever. Yeah, uh, which it wasn't. And but besides that, it really wasn't that bad. It was just a physical game. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. It it was not that egregious. The only one that I thought was really bad was the the goaltend. That was that was. Bad. I didn't think that was that. I thought it was close enough to where it could have went either way. Regardless, uh, Udoka coming out with quotes after the game. I'll just read them and we can talk about it a little bit as we go here. Uh, Udoka said, I don't think our decision-making was great when we got to the paint, whether it was drop-offs or kickouts. I thought Jason and Jalen were off their games and missed some shots that they usually make. Uh, said the Bucks picking up full court on defense sped us up a little bit. And I don't think we played with the best poise and composure. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Uh, no, no, I'm not slandering Udoka, but like, he hit the nail on the head, right? Like they played like a young, they played like the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. They played like a young playoff team who had never been there before and were going up against the reigning champs and the champs smacked them in the face. And what yeah, it's going to be about. Go they ahead. have been there. They've been on numerous. That's my point. No, that's my point. That's my point. They played like a team that hasn't been there, even though they have like they, they got frazzled and they need, need to bounce back. And I, I was going to say, I think the biggest key going forward is, how they do bounce back from this loss. Do they bounce back like the team that just swept the nets or do they bounce back like the 2019 Celtics who lost to this Bucks team? Right. And what I'm hoping happens is this game wakes them up and they play the reverse side of that 2019 series. And they play great from here on out because they did get woken up by the fact that they got their ass hands to them. But this is the 2021 Celtics we're watching. That was the 2021 Celtics. And the 2021 Celtics didn't know how to respond to adversity. I'm hoping the 2022 Celtics wake up back up and come back here, but I don't know. I, I'm confident they can. I don't know how confident I am that they will. Yeah, and, they, and that sounds really down, but I'm going to try to be optimistic and say that they will. But that was that was really bad. It was about <clears throat> as about as bad as it could possibly be. Sorry. <laughs> you you're not. It's not going to get any easier. I mean, the defense today was. Not the best. There was a lot of wide open threes, which we can get into. But as far as if you want to say the primary objective was to slow down Giannis and Holiday, like you said, they didn't shoot over 40%, the two of them. That was a pretty good punch you just threw with your defense and you couldn't do anything about it on offense. You you could see you could say this game was a big missed opportunity for sure. It Dude. didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like a game that you were able to win. But if you got your head out of your ass for more than two minutes at a time, you could have made some real strides of getting back into the game. You lose the Giannis minutes in the third quarter by two. He comes the non Giannis minutes. I'm sorry. He comes out after getting his fourth foul. They lose the quarter by two. They did an mm-hmm. awful job at closing all the quarters today. They were up in the first quarter, blew the lead going into the second. They were close at the end of the second, go down 10 at half. They were within six, five when six. Giannis went out. Six. And then they go down eight going into the fourth. I mean, look no further. And that's not the same story you were seeing in the Brooklyn series. They were pretty good at the end of quarters. And it was one thing that really helped them win some of the close games. Game three, they managed to knock back any comeback that Brooklyn is trying to make at the end of quarters. They did not do that today. They they had a big opportunity at the beginning of the game. They were up eight. Things were looking good. Giannis looked frazzled, came out and turned the ball over three times in a row, and they got back into it. The Celtics didn't capitalize on those turnovers. They only had six points off the turnovers. 
in that first quarter and then for the rest of the game, or or at least close to that, if uh, they got a couple in garbage time, I did not see it. That's bad. Yeah, it, it was terrible. Celtics turned the ball over 18 times today. Um, crazy part is Bucks turned it over 13 times. Like you just lost it. You you just you blew every opportunity, like you said, to ha- you had to get back in the game. On a night, your defense played all right, right? Like on Giannis, you stopped Giannis, and if that was the goal, that's great. And realistically speaking, what the Bucks end up with? 101? Like, if the Bucks are scoring 101, you need to win the game. Mm. Th- there's no excuse. Like, that. that's not a lot of points for the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis, right? You scored 89. That's not going to cut it in a playoff game. I'm sorry. Like, the offense has to figure it out. And a big part of that is Jalen Brown not playing, like, I was going to say a middle schooler, but that's rude. Like, he needs to be better. Period. Like, yep. he, he just needs to be better. He had 12 points, four for 11 from the field. He didn't make a two pointer. He only attempted, uh, how many two pointers? He made one two pointer. He shot one for four from two. He took nine threes. He had nine rebounds, four assists, seven turnovers. I mean, he was almost half of the Celtics' turnovers alone. And most of them, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Or him driving to the paint and getting lost, just completely lost. And and a big part of that is again credit the Bucks defense, but he'd just drive to the paint, lose the ball. Bucks get out, make a transition three. Celtics sloppy turnover. Bucks transition three. It, it over and over and over and over again. And you said we could talk about it, and we can. You can't help off of Grayson Allen. You can't help off of Pat Connaughton. I know that's how the Celtics defense played plays sorry and if you have to play like that you have to send rotations you can't be sleeping at the wheel when those guys are open because you saw it today they're gonna make their shots they're gonna make the shots and even without chris middleton there they're gonna pass they're gonna make the open read Giannis is passing today by the way ridiculous like phenomenal shout out Giannis; he was great you gotta rotate correctly so they don't get those open looks because they will capitalize they will kill you and Giannis can shoot what nine of 25 from the field, but he'll have 12 assists and beat you that way. So like there's no excuses. There's absolutely no excuses for the way the Celtics played. And again, I'm going to keep saying it. My only thing now is how they respond because they have to respond well to this. They you have they to have win to. Tuesday. You have to, or the series yep. is going to be over. You have to. You can say, oh, in 2017, they dropped the first two home and one. You have to come out on Tuesday and win, which they very well mm-hmm. could. They could. They could adjust, but they can't really do what they did today. Like we just talked about, the defense. What was that? They they weren't switching as much. It was It was weird. They weren't hedging off of the screens. They changed things up a lot today, and they would panic when Giannis would get the ball. They would send help and leave shooters open that are knockdown shooters. Like, this is something we talked about in the pregame. This isn't the Nets anymore. Those dudes can shoot threes. Yeah, the Nets shot a high clip from three. The reason they shot a high clip from three because everything was open. They should have shot a high clip from three. Wait till you see how high Milwaukee is going to shoot from three if you keep doing it. hear crazy stat? The Celtics shot better from three than the Bucks. Like, that, like... That should tell you how terrible they were on offense. And and I know that's like a backwards thought process. The Celtics shot better from three than they did from two-point range, and they only shot 36% from three. Meanwhile, the Bucs shot 35.3% 
from three and only 41.1% from the field. You won the defensive battle. You just had zero offense. Zero. Well, they didn't win the defensive battle because Milwaukee played better defense. They they gave up 89 points. I meant, I meant statistically. I, I'm I'm talking just statistically. The points I, no, the I know what that matters. I know what you're saying. I know. I know. I was just making a point in terms of, like, statistically speaking, Giannis shot terribly. Drew Holiday, who, by the way, looked like the best player on the court, shot poorly from the field. And, like, based on the stars alone, it looks like the Celtics were playing great defense. Al Horford was playing great defense. He was. Right? He Mark, did a great job. Marcus Smart was doing his thing. And, and it didn't translate. So, remember what I said before the game? When I said that the Celtics shouldn't game plan for Giannis, they should just play the defense they've been playing. They didn't well, do they that. they did. Yeah, they did. They swarmed him. That's the defense no, they no. played in the last series. They were swarming KD. Now they swarm Giannis, and they left no, guys no, no. open. My point was, before the game, I don't think they should do that. I don't think they should play Giannis the way they played KD. I think they should just play defense like they did in the regular season. Don't double okay. him. Don't double him. Because do you know what happens when they double him? And I called this. He's just going to make the right pass and everybody else is going to kill you. And that's exactly what happened. I understand the need to slow down Giannis, but that didn't work. Clearly didn't work. And a part of that is because the Celtics were so bad on offense. And maybe if they're better on offense, they win the game, blah, 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 hindsight, 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 whatever. That clearly didn't work. I think you just have to revert back to the incredible defense you played at the end of the regular season. Because... <laughs> this didn't work. And at some point you have to realize Katie and Giannis are different players. And I know it's just one game, but you got to switch something up because you can't come out next game just like that. But um, that being said, what are the biggest things you saw on offense that they need to change for game two? And there's plenty. <laughs> they need to not panic when they go in the paint. They're panicking every time they go in there and they're going in there with tunnel vision. It's not working. There was a play in the first half where Tatum drove out of the corner with two guys on him, drove into another two guys and went up. Look around. I don't think you should shoot 53s in a game, but it doesn't mean like if there's four dudes in the paint, you should go up with it. Figure Mm -hmm. it out. Get a better shot. You need to just said after the game backing you up, we have to make the right reads when we get inside. We'll have some good clips to show the guys. They, they have to be more patient. They, they were yeah. rushing. They got down in this game. They were panicking. Pritchard missed a lot of shots today, but he took good shots. So as far he as did. he's concerned, he needs to stay confident. But going back to the things in the paint, you got to be better. I thought I thought everybody was bad off the drive today. They were all pretty panicked inside. And you mentioned Brown's seven turnovers. A lot of those did come off the drive. That's That's number one. Get better at scoring inside. That's one thing you did great against the Nets. This isn't the Nets anymore. You have Giannis and Brooke Lopez sitting down there waiting for you. But that is an area for improvement. I don't know how... Actually, let me look. I'm not positive how many offensive rebounds Milwaukee had today. Ten. But it it felt like a lot. Ten. The Celtics also had the same amount. Yeah. It It, felt like a lot more than ten. You need to be better in the timely possessions. We're talking about all these stats and, you know, we're saying them like the shooting percentages, for example. Well, the Bucks shot worse than the Celtics. Yeah, but in the big momentum possessions, it seemed like they scored every single time, which is why they won the game. You need to be better in those momentum swing possessions. 
Those are the possessions where they're not getting the defensive rebound, where Brooke Lopez is getting two in a row and kicking it out for guys so they can get threes. Execute mm-hmm. better when the time comes. Sure, you can you can be great when you're down 13. Fantastic. Don't get down 13. Keep the game close, which they did a pretty decent job at keeping the game close. This was not a game they played well. They should have lost by a lot more. They, they felt they, like they should have. They could have lost by a lot more, but they also could have won this game if they did anything in on offense. They need to incorporate mid-range shots into their game more and not just tough fadeaways. You need to keep the team guessing, Milwaukee, guessing if you're driving inside. That's another thing they can do to make it easier on themselves because Giannis and Lopez are just waiting for you in the paint. I mean, we, we already got into that. It's where you lost today. Tatum looked panicked every time he go went to the basket. Brown every was, time he went inside looked lost. I was just gonna say they're rushing. They would they would just rushed every single and like you said, the biggest thing was they rushed every single important possession, every single one. Whenever like you said a crucial moment came up, it was just scramble to try to get a look instead of playing the calm, cool, collected offense that they played in the net series. It was just rush. It was just rush, rush, rush. Find something we can do. It didn't work. Steve Bullpett just tweeted, um, Milwaukee scored 27 points off of 18 Boston turnovers. The Celtics scored six points off of 14 Bucks turnovers. And those uh, six came in the first quarter, j- just so everyone yep. knows. So from the first quarter on, they did not score a single point Yep, off of Bucks turnover. The Bucks had eight turnovers or seven turnovers in the first quarter. So after that first quarter, Milwaukee figured out whatever was bothering them. The Celtics kind of did that. They did play better in the second half, I would say. You think They're, so? Well, yeah. They they lost by 12 for the game. They were down 10 at half. So they lost the second half by two total. I guess. If you want to if you want to like really nitpick. They were also down by what? 17, 18 at one point in the they, second half though? Were, like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it, it was a bad game all around. I, I don't think there were many good moments from the Celtics in that one. I, I agree. Like, where do they go from here? Does Udoka, what's more important in your eyes, fixing the defense or fixing the offense? And I know the obvious thing is offense, but. No, it's it's offense. The defense. <sighs> they, yes. So Giannis did not shoot a high percentage. Holiday did not shoot a high percentage. And if you want to flip it around, the Celtics didn't really shoot a high percentage, whatever. There's a reason for that. Sure, guys can have off games, but just like KD, everyone was like, oh, KD is going to show up the next game. The Celtics had something to do with that. Whether whether you want to admit it or not, they had something to do with Giannis shooting poorly, with Holiday shooting poorly. If you want to go with that again for game two, go for it. But you got to be prepared for these other dudes making threes. Like it's bad. Yeah. I don't I don't want to see Connaughton sit out there making threes, Grayson Allen sit out there making threes. I'd rather have the honest beat them. On the other end, they need to be better on offense. Tatum and Brown can't be non existent for the first two quarters. <laughs> I mean, really for the whole game if you want to if you want to extend it, but they were real bad in those first two quarters. I like that and plan. It made it difficult for the Celtics to keep a lead. They they yeah. were up eight. They weren't getting any help. It was bad. Bad look. First half, Jason Tatum shot three for 10. Jalen Brown shot two for eight. 
Celtics shot 34% from the field and the Bucs were hot in the first quarter. You were right. The Celtics defense picked things up in the second, but it was too little too late at that point. Like you're just not generating any offense ever. Um, And more importantly, you're not generating offense the right way, right? We've seen what works on offense for the Celtics and they kind of just did the opposite, right? Like you see all of Twitter saying, Oh, the 2021 Celtics are back. And I, I hate to agree with Twitter. I really, really, really hate to agree with Twitter, but Twitter's right. Like, that that was the offense the Celtics were playing in the first half of the season when they were blowing leads and losing games they could have won, right? Like they're taking dumb shots. They're playing isolation basketball. They're only shooting threes. And in the second half of the season, they still shot a decent amount of threes. Um, they shot a little bit less, but the difference is they're getting good threes, right? And I know most of the threes they took in that game were decent looks, but when you're not making any attempt to get into the paint, then you're not going to get good looks from three oftentimes you know what i'm saying like if you're not making the effort to try to also score inside it's going to be a one-dimensional offense and the bucks are ready to look for it. and a bucks team who usually gives up a bunch of open threes was able to contest a lot of threes because they knew the celtics were too afraid to drive in the paint yeah it, it and that's what it is and it, it's hard to blame the celtics for being afraid to drive in the paint in that specific game with how well brooke lopez and Giannis played but you got to find a way around it you have you have to adjust and at that point in the second half it was too late for them to adjust i guess clearly because they didn't but it- it's got to be better in game two Emi doka's got to get to the drawing board and he's got to figure out how to help jason tatum and jalen brown get better looks and more importantly they have to make those looks because jason tatum and jalen brown got some good uh you know layup attempts they got some good three-point shots and they just were not falling every time you wanted to jump out of your seat and say okay we can do this brick miss yep. jason tatum oh, air big momentum it, swings. Like, rough those those plays where they needed something they didn't get it they need to be better in those moments of the game this is the issue we saw during the season they weren't able to execute important moments when they were playing poorly right how many times did they lose games because they gave up offensive rebounds how many times they lose games because they couldn't make threes or they took too many threes you name it it all happened already this season. Get back to what was working for you. Get good shots. Be patient. Work. Continue to play well on the defensive end. And just take it up a notch in those big situations. If they get two or three more clean stops without giving up offensive rebounds, that game's probably a lot closer today. Somebody gets confident. Somebody gets hot and starts making shots, makes things uh, difficult for Milwaukee's defense. They didn't have to think. The Celtics played right into their hand. Like you said, they took 53s, which is exactly what Milwaukee wanted them to do. And you even said it in the pregame is that they're going to ask them to take a lot of threes. And they they were like, all right, cool. Yeah, man. Here we go. Three. And the thing that I predicted to happen was I'm pretty sure I said something like the Celtics role players have to play well and hit their threes in the series. And that was a common take. For the most part, they did that, except for Peyton Pritchard the people who didn't make the shots they needed to were the two guys that you just expected to yep. Tatum and Brown, right? Like they, they missed all the shots that you need your star players to make. And like you said, like we keep saying in those momentum moments, they looked lost and they panicked and they rushed and it ended up in usually a Bucks transition opportunity, right? It, it was that, that was as bad as I could have potentially seen it going. And the only upside I can think for game two is, he said, hopefully they can't possibly play any worse than that. Right. Like 
you can't play much worse than that, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You can play worse on defense. Giannis can kill you. You can change stuff, and he can he can monster. You can't play much worse on offense. That that was <laughs> absolutely horrific on the offensive side of the ball. What's the biggest change you want to see on offense next game? Is it Tatum being more aggressive? It is it Jalen Brown looking to I don't know play more of a facilitator role, play off the ball? Is it Marcus Smart having the ball in his hands more? Is it just as simple as trying to get Giannis and Brooke out of the paint so you can drive there? Like what what what's what's the plan? I think number one is just not panicking when you are on the drive. I think if you want to add to that, you could say the ball being in Smart's hands more. I think he's done a really good job as a facilitator so far in the playoffs. He wasn't great today. He got knocked up a bit, beat up, uh, definitely limping back to the locker room, which was not good. I don't know. I just I feel like he's a calming force on offense when he's not playing off the ball, when he's actually playing the point guard, running pick and roll. He's really great. Took six threes today, only made one. That can improve. But really for me, it's just when when you're driving to the basket, make the right play. Just like just like Ime said in his press conference, make the right reads. It felt like that didn't happen today, or at least it if it happened, it didn't happen enough. There was a lot of times where they were lost. Turned the ball over 18 times. They they could have been better. And knock down the threes. If they're gonna be there, you have to make them. And Tatum and Brown need to be better. I, I still think taking more That's mid-range shots is a good thing. Well, Jalen Brown took plenty of mid-range shots. They were just all dumb turnaround jumpers that were contested. Yeah, take, take took better, so many of them. Take better mid-range shots. Take pull-ups off a drive. Like, I you agree don't, with you. You don't have to take tough fall-away shots on the baseline or whatever. Like, make that defense think more than they had to today. It was either a layup or a three. That's all That's all you were doing. They're playing very simple. Rockets offense. They're playing James Harden, Houston Rockets offense without James Harden on the team, right? The like, Houston Rockets speaking. team that never made the finals. What did I say? Did I say Houston Rockets? Did you I did. Something else? Okay. Nope, you said you were right. That I said James Rockets or like Houston Harden or something, something dumb. But yeah, man, that that was pretty deflating. Uh, like I said, I took a timeout on the porch uh, after Grant Williams got called for a Grayson Allen foul, which I didn't even see the foul. Like I didn't stay to watch the replays. I just saw Grant Williams go rumbling at Grayson Allen in the corner, heard the whistle and assumed he just ran into him. So I was pissed and I just walked outside and didn't watch it. Then I saw on my phone, it was a, a, what you call it, a challenge and they won. And then I walked in, I was surprised they didn't get the ball off the challenge because I assume when you kick the leg out, it's offensive foul, but they didn't call uh, again, it. I know, I know. I didn't see it because I was uh, taking a tee, but <sighs> I don't know, man. I hate uh, those I calls. Just, I, I'm yeah. sorry. You, if you're the NBA, you got to do something about that. Guys are falling down on jump shots regularly. Even They've if tried. They they tried very minimally in saying that. <clears throat> excuse me. If you kick your leg out, it's an offensive foul. But refs don't call. That's it, fine. Right? Like it's not. That has to be egregious, and it should have to be egregious. There are natural shooting yeah. motions where your leg goes out. The problem is, is guys are landing and just falling down because they want to get a call. Yes. There there needs and- to be some kind of penalty for that. Especially if you have one where it gets overturned and it's on a replay that you weren't hit and you just fell. That should be a fine. Uh, uh, I also think if you if you win your challenge, you should get another one, like football. If you, win, I think there should be one. one per half. I just think it should be if you win the challenge, you get another one because, realistically speaking, 
and not for this game specifically, because again, no one cost the Celtics this game besides the Celtics. If you win a challenge, that is basically the ref saying, oh yeah, we were wrong. Sorry. If there's another play that you should think you can challenge because the refs were blatantly wrong, you shouldn't get penalized then because they were wrong before. That doesn't make sense. Right. This again, this is not this game. This is not me making excuses for the Celtics because the Celtics deserve to lose this game. They played terribly. I'm just saying in the grand scheme of things in the NBA, if you win a challenge, you should get another. And I know that's all slowing down the game. You wouldn't have to slow down the game if the refs didn't miss the call. Right. And and maybe that's harsh because I'm not saying I could be a ref. Refs have a really hard job. But like if you win it and there's another one, you should get another challenge. And then once you lose a challenge, you get no more because that's your own fault for missing it. But that's just my opinion. I don't know. I'm frustrated. I'm going on rants that don't. Who wouldn't be? (laughs) Who wouldn't be frustrated? You just watch like a a nightmare. And I, I don't think we talked about it enough. I think we touched on it. Those turnovers, dude. Oh my God. Like just, just, just how, how, how are you going to give the ball up that much? And like we keep saying in the important moments, it's just turnover after turnover after turnover. And most of them were in the paint, but some of them were just, you just doing dumb shit. Like Jason Tatum passing the ball to Jalen Brown when his back is turned, like have some sort. They they were, they were rattled. They were panicking. That's why they were turning the ball over and that. And also the game was physical both ways, which is fine. They are falling down, like stumbling in an effort to try and get a whistle and not really focusing on just playing. I I, I don't know why you're looking for a call so much when you're just bringing the ball up. Like, figure, don't, don't keep doing that. That's bad. Mm-hmm. Expert analysis for me, that's bad. Don't do it. <laughs> but seriously, it's taking away from your focus, your concentration which is why you're panicking. Yep. You've turned the ball over 18 times. It's not for nothing. You're, there's a reason why. It's because they were rattled by a physical game. They panicked, and they didn't know what to do when they saw three or four guys looking at them. It's that simple. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. Um, turn the ball over less. Get on the glass. Jason and Jalen Brown play like Jason and Jalen, like – play like the stars they are do the same thing against Giannis, but also find a way to not let Grayson Allen and Pat on it and shoot an infinite amount of open threes. <clears throat> like every shot they took was open pretty much. Right. And they both shot, I think 50% from the, from three, like two for four and three for six, but every, they could have shot a hundred percent with all, all the open looks they got. So I don't know. I don't know. And, and you have to assume Peyton Pritchard won't play, won't miss that many shots again, but if his shooting numbers are coming down to earth, that's going to be painful. Al Horford, again, shout out Al, played about as good of a game as you would have expected from him. He made his shots when he needed to. He missed some down the stretch that sucked. But even Derek White, Derek White in the first half was terrible. He was terrible in his first stint. He was he came part back. of the reason that lead went away. But he mm-hmm. did play well, like you were about to say. He brought it back. He he brought it back. And it still wasn't a perfect game from him, but it was better than anything Jason and Jalen did. So. You just got to hope they turn it around. Also, this is a complete side note. The Warriors-Grizzlies game, I don't know if I'm on the wrong feed, but they're currently showing the game from the basket cams, and it just makes for a horrific, just just terrible oh, sure game experience. And it, and it is. They offer an above-the-rim feed, which I don't even know why they offer. Like, why, why am I being provided with that option? Why would I ever want to watch that? So 
I, I switched it and we're good now, but <clears throat> Grizzlies up eight in case you're curious. <laughs> I, I don't know. What else? you got anything else? I'm like just at a loss. That was just it was terrible. Like that was just bad. It, it was bad, game bad two on Tuesday is a must win. You have to come out. You have to be composed. Perhaps wear the home whites to uh, right the ship with the atrocious jersey selections throughout the playoffs. Have some uh, respect for tradition, will you? But also bounce back. This team is absolutely capable of bouncing back. They bounced back for an entire half of a season from a true. horror story of a first half of a season. That's this team's whole story. And if you're going to contend for anything, you have to be able to handle some adversity. It's not all, you're not going to win every playoff game. However, this is not a good playoff game to lose. If you're going to lose playoff hey, hey. games, you really should do it on the road because and, those are the ones you're kind of supposed to lose if, if there are any. And I agree. And I, I think it was Brian Rob that tweeted it. He said, uh, the playoffs don't start until you lose. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the playoffs. Cause realistically speaking, if, I, if I'm going to stop being a negative Nancy for half a second, because I mean, I'm just upset. And I think every Celtics fan has every right to be upset. You got a loss out of the way. If that's the way you want to spin it, like you now know what it takes to lose. And now, and I said this earlier, how the Celtics react to this will tell me what kind of team they are, right? And if they're able to bounce back with the win, I'm back on board, right? Right now I'm down and I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not off the bandwagon. I'm not off the wagon. I still think they're a great team and I still think they have every right to be considered a contender. But the Bucks showed you that they are the reigning champs for a reason. And it is up to the Celtics to figure out a game plan to get back into it because... That was about the worst offense they played in a long, long time. And they've got to turn it around somehow, right? You can't play like that and expect to win a game ever. No matter playoffs, not playoffs, anything. You won't win any games playing as poorly as the Celtics did on offense. That That's just a really, like, nightmare start to the series. Yep. Yep. Al, Al Horford's talking about. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Al Horford on Milwaukee's physicality throwing them off. We took a step back from the things that they were doing. I think we responded at times, but definitely that had an impact on the game for sure. So, yeah, he kind of says what we were saying. Like, they responded at times, but they really didn't respond in the times that were the most important. All times matter. You can't be like, oh, you know, they didn't do what it mattered. They didn't do when it when it was the most important to do it. When, when there was an opportunity to get over a hump. They, they never, ever capitalized on anything they had. They yeah. there was one they got it to six I think and then they went up and like turned it over right away and they were careless yeah it was bad Al Horford said there's a reason they were the champs last year that level they have defensively and everyone was talking about it and even I said it before the playoffs like oh Milwaukee was the 16th best defense in the regular season number one defense in the playoffs and not really close right and. I know you said it before the game, and this was a valid take. Like, oh, they mm. played the Bulls. They just did now they played against, the Celtics. They just did we've it seen it again. Indiana. So they're the best defense in the NBA right now. The, the Celtics are no longer the best defense in the NBA. That is the Bucks. That is the team the Celtics are playing. Celtics played good on defense. Uh, they allowed 101 points. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's pretty good for this day and age in the NBA. No offense. Just mm. and that's going to be the key now. Instead of the Celtics defense leading the series. They have to play that same defense, but they also have to be the offensive team they were to end the season. And a big part of that is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And it starts with Tatum, right? Even if Brown has the worst series ever, 
you need to turn to Tatum. And and we can sit here and complaining about Brown as much as we want, uh, criticize him, say he has to be better, which he does. Tatum. It's just it, it, the ball needs to be in Tatum's hand. And I saw Keith Smith tweet about it uh, at the start of the fourth quarter. Tatum sat too long in the fourth. And and I know you got to give him his rest and keep your rotations, but if Jalen Brown is playing like that, he cannot be the leader of the offense. He just can't. Especially in a game that you're trying to come back from. So you need Tatum to not only make the tough shots, but he needs to find the good shots. I think that's going to be the key. You got to get to the spots. You got to get to the good spots. <clears throat> Excuse me. Al Horford said Celtics need to stay composed and need to stay composed and move on when they don't agree with the call. The officials did a good job. They let us play and it was a hard fuck game. I said that I agree. earlier. You, you, you can't, you can't do that. Al Horford, they played harder than us. They were better. Period. Sentences. Yeah, they were. Period. Period. That's it. That's all. That's what it was. One thing is, Going forward, you have to find a way to make it so every basket you get isn't hard. It seemed like Milwaukee got a lot easier baskets than the Celtics did today. Yeah. You need to, at at the very like floor level, basement level, whatever, this is the bottom line. You need to make it so you are not working harder than them on the offensive end. Whether that's by playing more smothering defense, figuring things out uh, so there's less holes or... It's getting better looks on offense. You need to find a way to where you're not killing yourself to get a basket. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Close a gap. You need, you need to be confident that you can get yourself a good look. And we didn't see a lot of that today. That felt like a game the Celtics lost by 20, at least. Yeah. It, it felt like they got blown out. Um, I think the collective thought process after the game is that they did get blown out. I mean, it was what it no, they did 12, 12 points, but the game wasn't close. No, it, it never felt like the Celtics were in it. They never they, they executed were very, well enough to make it close outside of the first uh, stretch where, like you said, Giannis turned the ball over a few times. The Celtics were playing great defense. The offense was never there. I'll say that the offense was never there. Never. Like it just wasn't. They had like 19 points at towards the end of the first quarter. And then they even like crumbled on top of that. Like, it was never there. The defense was there. You just got to match it. E- even if they play like half as good, the offense they're in that game, right? Like even if they play like marginally better, if, if Jalen Brown takes slightly better shots, if Peyton Pritchard makes a couple threes, like they're in the game. It just felt like every opportunity they had to do that, they failed and they turned it over and they gave the like. It, it felt like every time, like and you said this a bunch of times. Every time they had the chance to bring it close, it was like a five-point swing. And Milwaukee mm-hmm. was back up by 10. And it felt like that at the end of the third quarter, right? I, I was I took a shower at halftime because I was pissed. And I was like, I just need to, <laughs> to That cool used to off. be the old superstition for me. I <clears throat> used to go and do the good old halftime shower. I said to myself, I said, if the Celtics can get this down to five points by the fourth quarter, I'll feel okay. Because that's what happened in, I think it was game three against the Nets. Or maybe yep. four, I don't remember. It was like, game, game two. <clears throat> two, sure. It was like, okay, they got to 10 at halftime and they got to get it to five by the fourth and then they can cut into it towards the end of the game. I thought they needed to do that. And when it ju- it looked like they were about to, boom, turnover, boom, bad play, bucks, boom, three-pointer, bucks, boom, holiday mid-range, back up by 10, done. And as soon as I saw the Celtics get two stops in the fourth quarter and then follow them up by a Peyton Pritchard brick with, on a decent shot, and a Jalen Brown turnaround mid-range brick, I knew it was over. I just knew the game was over because you you yeah. can't follow up two great defensive possessions with two just 
terrible looks on offense. And uh, Peyton Pritchard was okay. Everything else was bad. So I, I knew, I just knew it was dumb. And you can't have that. <laughs> you, you just can't have it. You can't. You can't. But yeah, that's all I got. We're, we're at I, a loss today. I, I'm I'm at a loss. I'm not often at a loss, but I, I'm, I'm. You got to be proud of us, though. We went almost 45 minutes on a uh, one game, which we typically don't do uh, anything close to that. Al said, we're ready to move on to Tuesday. You know what, Al? So am I. So is everyone. <laughs> so am I. Uh, Al, I'll, I'll leave you with this quote and we can start to wrap up. They were on a different level, but the guys in our locker room, we've responded all year. Now it's time to learn from this game and see how we can be better and come out and do that on Tuesday. We have an opportunity to learn and grow from this game. Uh, come out and do it Tuesday, et cetera, et cetera. Tuesday. That's all it's about. All it's about is Tuesday now. Just see you next Tuesday. There you go. See you next Tuesday. I can't wait that long. I, you know what's going to suck the worst? If the Celtics, God forbid, if they lose game two, that three-day break before game three is going to be the most painful. Yeah, painful no. Thing. Well, they need to win <laughs> game two because if they, they lose game two, I'm sorry. It's not It's not going to be looking good for you against the defending champs. Be down 2-0. No. Uh, on the road, you gotta figure yeah. it out. Agreed, agreed. But uh, yeah, a- anything else you want to say before we get out of here? I'm I'm no. pretty lost. I'm All done right, with well. the Celtics today. <laughs> me, me too. I've got to go right about them. So, oh boy, yeah, love to see it. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you to Anchor. I think this should be our first uh episode with the sponsorships back in the middle. So we oh, appreciate you guys nice. listening through. Do we put Anchor on our yeah. screen there. No, no, I, I don't think so. It's just an audio, but uh, we'll have it there. I'll have it uh, a little video in the middle of the, the the online recording, or maybe I'll cut it out of that and just do. Uh, I th- yeah, no, I think I'll do that because I'm pretty sure it's podcast sponsorship. So you hear it in the audio version. You won't hear it on YouTube. Um, but yeah, thank thank you for listening through that. We appreciate it. We appreciate the support as always, uh, even when times look like they were last year. But uh, I, I'm confident Celtics will bounce back. We'll end on a positive note. Celtics are going to bounce back on Tuesday. You know, they're going to put up a good performance, show it on offense, bring it on defense like they did, and uh, they'll be back into it. But that, that, that's my my only grain of optimism for the day. So I'll, I'll let you wrap us up, sir. Yeah, thank you very much for listening or watching. Uh, if you're watching, you're on YouTube probably on Guy Boston or Bannertown. Regardless of which one you're on, subscribe, right? You can see all our podcasts. If you subscribe to Guy Boston, you can see us do the pregames as well. It's an assortment of us too as well as uh, Tim Shields and KJ Doyle. We always have a good time there and a very good chat today. It's always fun talking to the people in the comments. If you're listening on whatever streaming service, make sure you leave a follow. Uh, that way, if Jack doesn't remember to tweet the pod, you will get it regardless. But if he does remember, you can follow him at NBA. You can follow me at Sam France NBA. That's our show for